Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Football Sunday is brought to you by New England Recovery Center in Westboro and by Kubota Tractor and the New England Kubota Tractor Dealers. Time now for WEEI Football Sunday with Andy Gresh, Christian Arcand, and Mike Cadlick. Now, WEEI Football Sunday. This is the last one of the regular season. It is week 18, and the game, well, the actual football game means very little, but boy, oh boy, this could be a real signature moment in new england patriots history welcome into weei football sunday it's gresh it's arcan with you mike cadlick will be aboard in a little while tom curran at 11 christian fourier at 12 o'clock and uh arcan it's crazy to you know it's the jets and normally the the jets are the nail to the patriots hammer and all that kind of stuff and um this game really means nothing today but in some ways it means everything in what could be the end of an era. Yeah, Gresh, I think that's what I've been sort of wrestling with this whole week is really the 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 conflicting emotions that you have about this game. The main one being what you just said is the Patriots always beat the Jets, and it's maybe Bill Belichick's last game. I'd like him to go out on a win, but I also don't want him to win and screw up their draft position either. So you kind of have these two dueling sentiments going on about this game right now, and I think from both aspects of it, you have kind of a decent argument. I mean, you know, for Bill Belichick, this this could be it. And it's really kind of an unfortunate send-off. The season's been a disaster, uh, the worst of his career as a head coach. And not only that, but you got snow out there. It's probably going to be maybe, you know, uh, two-thirds full, if that, uh, to send him off. And it's a game that fans really, I mean, you know, you'd like to see him go out on a high note, but fans who are going to be fans of the team after Bill Belichick is gone off to do whatever he does next are going to want a good draft pick. So yeah, it's a, it's a tough one here. This is a tough, it's tough for Patriots fans. And I think a lot of them are just going to opt not to show up today. Yeah. You know, it's really crazy because, uh, and, and people might be able to tell that because of the weather, you and I are, are working from home today and my father-in-law's had season tickets for 20 years and my wife is like kind of milling around right now. She loves to go to the games, if for anything, not for the game, just to go stand around and drink with friends. Right. Which a lot of people would co-sign, especially on a day like today. And even they're just kind of milling around being like, oh, man, you know, do it. 
do I want to go? The weather's bad. Like, they know they want to go, but they're not really excited to go. And then there is all this emotion around the draft pick, what this game could mean. Is it the end of an era, the end of Bill Belichick? You know, Matt Slater's getting overshadowed, and Matt Slater will probably end up a red jacket guy when it's all said and done. And, and maybe that doesn't mean anything to anybody else, but to us around here, that does mean something. And that's kind of get getting lost in all of this. It's crazy, Arcan, because normally you would have one or maybe two of these factors kind of, of tied into a game like this. And instead, it it really could be a true day that we look back on years from now and say that this was a real sort of turning point or big sort of junction in the road in this Patriots organization. Yeah, absolutely. And this is also a very unfamiliar place for Patriots fans and players and coaches oh, and everybody yeah. to, to be in right now. And that's not to say they haven't played a week 17, 16 game that didn't matter, or week 18 in this case, I should say. They've done that before. They did that last year. They did that to Cam Newton year. But it wasn't like the season had been over for a month and a half. It wasn't like, you know, things had already completely come undone. There was at least some hall. There was a path those other two years where they could have maybe, you know, been one of these hanger-on teams like, you know, in the NFC South today who are well, trying, yeah, to, who like are trying to make it in there. Or the Colts, yeah, absolutely. Right, and it's just, it hasn't been that. It, it really hasn't, and I think that that's been uh, a bit of a culture shock for Patriots fans, and it should be. I mean, it's been a long time living large, and now all of a sudden you're getting sort of a peek into what the rest of the world lives like, and it's not pretty. It really isn't, especially not this year. Well, and it's interesting because I know you and I are probably about eight or nine years apart in age, and how far you have to go back to find a season like this. Like, Mm. it's funny, Arcan, because, like, my 22-year-old, right, he's known nothing but great football from the Patriots and (laughs) even coming out of Tom Brady, and then it was, hey, Max here, rookie quarterback, going to the playoffs, okay. This is, like, the first time where the real youngs have experienced what it's like to kind of be in the bottom of the NFL and there's so much culture shock that I hope those people don't just look at it and bail. Like, hopefully what Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and Robert Kraft have built uh, is sustainable in terms of either the fans being patient, putting into perspective what we've lived through. And you, you kind of nailed it, Arcan. It's like the, boy, this one was, this season was really bad. Last year was disappointing. But I think before that, people probably looked at that 09 season that they did the, the Belichick documentary around right. as one of those years where it was like, oh, boy, went to the playoffs and lost in the wild card round. You nailed it. Now we're seeing how the other half lives. And that's why today could be such a sort of critical date in the history of this organization moving forward. It's fascinating on every level not connected to the game. Yeah, it really is. I mean, this game, who cares? It's Bailey Zappi, and it's Trevor Simeon, and no one gets going to be an awful game, I'm sure. Although, you know, Gresh, I got to say, everybody's taking the under. Everyone's got it like, you know, 12 to 10, so it's probably going to end up being like 55 to 63 or something (laughs) just because, you know, that's the way the season's gone. But really, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's just a game that you couldn't possibly care less about. But I'll say this. 
after this is over, after we sign off, I'm driving down there and I'm going to go check it out because I think it's Bill Belichick's last game. And the last time I was in Gillette as a fan, it was that playoff game against the Titans. And I watched Logan Ryan dance into the end zone on that pick six. And that was Mm. Tom Brady's last pass he ever threw as a Patriot. And I think I'm just going to be, you know, the angel of death here for this. I'm coming in. I'm going to be seeing it. And because I'm there, that's going to be Bill's last game. And you know what? And uh, and I know you're I know you're having some fun with it, but there is that part of you as a fan that does want to be there for this big moment. Does definitely is, is there not? Yeah, and I and that that was the like when Brady came back to not not at the beginning of this year, but the Brady game when he came back with Tampa in in Max rookie year, and Brady made his triumphant return and all that, and it was like that was one where you had to be there. And I'm with you. This one, if you're – I know people don't get attached to the coach very much, but for us here it's very much, you know, Brady Bill, Brady Bill, we've heard it forever, that there's got to be some of that sentiment in fans where, hey, listen, I might not love the guy right now or I've kind of resigned myself to the fact that this is moving on, but I at least want to get my ass down there and stand in the stadium and at least stand up and give that guy a round of applause because for 23 years, it's been pretty damn good around here. Absolutely. And I wonder how they're going to treat it. I wonder if they're going to treat it like it's Bill's last game. I wonder oh. if he's going to get a big tribute on the Jumbo. I'm really curious about that. That's part of the reason why I wanted to go. I don't hey, care so- about this game. I don't care about what happens, but I do want to see what they do. So let me ask you, if you're the organ, because uh, Fourier and I talked about this a little bit, but how would you sort of handle that? Because you don't want to be blatant about it like everything is is decided unless we're about to get like a big sort of, you know, season ending reveal that they've already worked this out and Bill knows that he's gone and we just find out after the game. But how do, how do you kind of handle that in giving Bill a moment? I think what you have to do because I doubt he's going to play ball and sit down for, you know, a a, a video tribute or something like that. So what I think you have to do is towards the end of the game, or maybe you do it before then, because by the end of the game, who knows how many people still even going to be there. But, But, you know, at some point, you just fix the camera on him, uh, you know, whoever's in charge of the camera that feeds up there to the Jumbotron, and you just set it on there for a while until the fans start to notice, and then you let it sort of happen organically. I think that's the that's the best way to go about it. That way you're not, you know, making some big deal. You're not admitting that you're letting him go. You're just sort of giving him a moment. You're not overdoing it. You know, it's sort of, I don't want to say subtle because it's on the Jumbotron, but you know what I mean? It's not, yeah. it's not a big video tribute. I think that's probably... That's if I was in charge of such things, which I never will be. That's probably how I'd handle it. <laughs> you know, that's actually one of the best ideas that I've heard because. Well, thanks. The, well, the initial thought is the okay. Let's you know video tribute and you know sort of point to the fact that something is happening. Like we're definitely getting the Matthew Slater tribute video today from the Patriots. Definitely. He's on the cover of the. You, you know, like that one feels like it's building towards. They know what to do. They know how to handle it. Here's the playbook. Put the video together. Everybody loves Slate. Da-da-da. Maybe start him at wide receiver today or something. Give him the honorable start and and then kind of move on from there. But, yeah, with Bill, like, I was thinking the same thing. Could you put together, like, a video where you're saying something without saying it, like highlighting some of the Super Bowl past as a thank you, fans, for 2023, and in reality – that's nothing more than a way to kind of dress up a video to sort of honor Bill and let people stand and, and clap for him. 
but it's going to feel hollow, right? Like you even mentioned the Logan Ryan pick, Tom Brady. And even at that point, like we knew it could come to an end, but we weren't completely sure. So you couldn't really stand there and honor Brady the way you right. wanted to. And it's crazy that now, what, four years later, we're in the exact same spot once again, except this time with Bill Belichick, and we don't know how to react to it. Yeah, that's the th- people going to that game, going into that Titans game. Did first of all, the Patriots were favorites, I think. So yeah, no one was right. going in there thinking, "Oh, this is going to be Brady's last game." It was, "Oh, here's another wild card weekend game yeah. against some layup team, and they'll beat them, and then they'll just go on to the you know next round, and that's that." And when they lost. You know, it was it was a real sort of punch in the gut. And then that was kind of what led to it afterwards. But there was no I mean, there wasn't there was reports at the time that things weren't great, but it hadn't been decided yet. We have reports now from our friend who we'll talk to Tommy Curran and you know others that mm-hmm. this decision was made months ago. So, I mean, this is a much a much more clear opportunity for the fans to pay tribute. Yeah, and then there is today, and I know you and I kind of crapped on the game a little bit because there there really is no skin in the game. Uh, I think Zeke Elliott is a guy who uh, has some skin today. I don't know if you saw this, but if he gets 101 scrimmage yards today, it's like a $300,000 bonus. So you know what that means. He'll get to 95 early, and then they'll kind of right. spell him and sit him down, and he'll never end up making that money. <laughs> so there are guys who have the – I call it the David Givens rule. Uh, like David Givens was close uh, towards the end of his run uh, here before he went to Tennessee, and I think he was like a catch away and mysteriously didn't play very much in the fourth quarter. So that's uh, one of those another stories for another time. But... Well, he hooked Lawrence Guy up, didn't he, right? Didn't Lawrence Guy you know just get, a, get his bonus? You know what's really interesting? I think that is the second time that has happened with Lawrence Guy because there was one a couple years ago where it was kind of the same thing. He had like a $300,000 bonus but might have missed like the final two games of a season or got dinged up, missed two games, came up short, and they worked it into a bonus for him anyway. That's one of those dudes that they love to reward and you're right. Like, as for as much as we can poke fun at one side, there is the other. But in terms of the game today, is there anything worth keeping an eye on, watching, uh, I don't know, a player of interest even, other than the bad ones? Uh, yes, there's one thing that I'm looking forward to seeing, and that is what they do for Matthew Slater, because there was a report from Chris Price this week that said they're going to do some kind of drop kick play. I don't know exactly what it is. I don't know how Matthew Slater's going to do a drop kick, but whatever, <laughs> whatever they end up doing for him, I'd just be happy to see him out there lined up and catch a pass. Like, he's caught, I think, Absolutely. one pass in his career. He's got two Correct. rushing attempts, and he does have one touchdown. It was a couple years ago. I looked this up. He has one touchdown. It was on a blocked punt in 2019, and that's his only touchdown. So I want wonder if they try and get him on the end zone on like an offensive play someone I heard said that maybe they'll play him at all three offense defense and special teams which I don't know I'm 38 years old I don't think I want to do all that <laughs> oh <laughs> that would be that would be actually kind of cool though because it's just like one one snap on defense as a deep safety or something and then getting him in on offense is pretty easy we know he's going to play on special teams right you know I I am interested in him one guy that I'm also interested to keep watching because I think he's been playing great the last six weeks is Christian Barmore. Yeah. Uh, he's made a big difference, and some would say, oh, he's kind of turning it on to, you know, secure the contract. Well, you know, that Oliver in Buffalo did the same thing, and if that means he's going to crank it up to be able to get the money and play at that level, that's what we've been waiting for from a guy like uh, Christian Barmore. 
But offensively, I'm looking, you know, for Zeke to get his money. But other than that, um, I don't know much of, of what we can really take away because Trent Brown and Hunter Henry have already been ruled out. Arcan, I don't know, and this is a total conspiracy theory, and I admit Ooh. that this could be completely wrong. However, it feels like there's a little bit of uh, uh, I'm the boss that appreciates all the work that you have put in, at least in the interest of Hunter Henry. I can't figure out why Bill Belichick might be placating someone like Trent Brown, given all the stuff that we've heard, but it sort of feels like, you know, Hunter got dinged a couple weeks ago, and it was like, hey, thank you for your service. You can go go hang out with your wife and new baby and all that. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I wonder what the future holds for Hunter Henry because I do think he fit in well here. I do think he'd be a good guy to have for a rookie quarterback if that's yeah. the way they go in the draft. I mean, that's a nice red zone target. He was good with Mac in his first year. Last year was a mess, obviously, and this year is what it is. And I don't think that's Hunter Henry's fault necessarily. He dropped a couple passes, I guess, but, I mean, who didn't? So I would be yeah. okay with them keeping him around. If this is sort of like, okay, we're all done with you, we'll give you a head start on free agency, then I'd be a little disappointed pointed especially considering now you're just left with what Gesicki or is he I don't even know if Gesicki signed uh, past no year. he is none yeah. of these guys so you're gonna have to start over at that position too and you got a guy that isn't you know some he's not uh, Darren Waller or some uh, you know some superstar but he's definitely a reliable guy and uh, one that I wouldn't mind seeing back here if it's you know if it's between him and Barmore I'd say Barmore but on offense you don't have a lot of guys worth re-signing he's one of them I went to uh, Spot Track the other day to look at the free agents, and the tight end group had Hunter Henry ranked as the number one free agent. Then there were two other guys that weren't very appealing, and the fourth highest listed free agent tight end to be, according to Spot Track, was Mike Kosecki. So it kind of lets you know uh, kind of what that market is like out there and why what you just said might be a million percent correct. You're bringing back Hunter Henry because you know him and he's the best free agent available, and there's no way he would be here for more money next year than he was this year. So you might actually be able to keep the player but have that number kind of go down a little bit. We got a lot to get to. It is the Patriots. It is the Jets. But the game really doesn't matter. It's all about what is going to happen afterwards. And is this a real crossroads for the Patriots organization, as it might be the uh, last game for head coach Bill Belichick. Our and I continue talking about that. Our guy Mike Cadlick will be with us at 1030. We'll talk to Tom Curran at 11 o'clock. And we want to remind you, WEEI's coverage of the football postseason brought to you by Wise Snacks. No one does crunchy, salty, or cheesy better than Wise Snacks. All right, Arcan's got your trending, and we'll continue getting you game ready here on WEEI Football Sunday. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. Uh. Good morning. Good morning. Well, uh, about five minutes from now, WEEI Football Sunday. It's Crash. It's Arcan. Cadlick will be with us. Uh, some injury stuff for those of you who, I don't know, have a vested interest in this game or, I don't know, you might be, uh, you might, might have locked in that under bet early in the week before the markets got uh, screwed with. According to uh, Evan Lazar, Miles Bryant, who was on the injury report with an illness, Jalen Mills, who was on with an ankle, they're going through pregame warm-up routine with Patriots defensive assistant Vangelo Bentley, so it looks like both of those guys are good to go, despite the questionable designations uh, on the injury report. Um, it didn't look like uh, the stadium, Arkham, was in too bad a shape. Uh, I know where I am at in uh, Seekonk, Mass., even though Fourier thinks I live in Seekonk, Rhode Island. Another I thought you lived for... in Rhode Island, too. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah, Fourier is like, oh, Seekonk, Rhode Island? I'm like, no, it's Mass. It's huh. I'm like really, truly, I'm a baseball throw away from being across the, uh, the, the border. It really is that close. But down here, we probably got, I would say, two inches of snow, and now it's turning into slush. Uh, you know, Arkan, I know you're not too, too far from the stadium. Uh, did, did y'all get whacked up that way? Not really. I'm in, uh, I'm in Dedham near, uh, which is by the way, Cadillac country, if you didn't know. And, uh, oh, there God, is, yeah. uh, he's, he's a hero around these parts. Well, I also got some questions <laughs> for Cadillac off of some of the photos after the engagement, but. Oh ahead. yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to, uh, dig in on that. But, uh, yeah, we got a couple of inches here too. It's mostly, it's still coming down, but, uh, it started off as slush and it's been slush the whole time. But it's not like, you know, we let's put it this way. We've seen worse around. Definitely. Here. Oh, uh, for sure. Uh, and uh, even the uh, tailgaters are out at uh, Gillette. Uh, my guy Dennis and uh, his crew are uh, listening to WEEI Football Sunday. He's about, uh, I don't know, about four Irish coffees in already. <laughs> and uh, we haven't even hit 11 o'clock. So that's why they're listening to us because they're hammered already. And uh, you know what? I co-sign and am uh, completely uh, all for it. Uh, the the reports Arcand, are uh, starting to kind of roll out about this team could be interested in Belichick and yeah. that team could or couldn't be. So I, I don't know how you view. Let's start with the Washington report mm -hmm. because Pelicero. we have you know, we have Ian Rappaport who says that uh, Washington is unlikely to go after Bill, but then we have Pro Football Talk who is saying that Josh Harris is kind of enamored with the thought of Bill Belichick. So I guess we begin there. Yeah, I, I think we're going to be getting a lot of this, I would think. Uh, and I think that a lot of it's posturing because – 
this is a situation, and you get similar situations like this with players sometimes too, you know, where a player that a team is kind of into would normally trade for them except they get wind of the fact that that player is going to get cut. So why trade for someone if they're going to get cut unless you really think you're going to have to outbid other teams? And I think that may be what's going on here. I think there's interest in Bill. I don't think that he's going to, you know, sit there and, and wait for a, for a call and not get one. Like, I think there's going to be teams that will certainly be interested in hiring him. Are they going to be interested enough that they'd want to make a trade with the Crafts and exclusively get it and have to, you know, give up draft picks, which I'm sure Bill wouldn't like? Uh, but, you know, like, is that is that a, a step that they'd be willing to take? And if it is, do you want to signal that to anybody? Or no, you'd probably want to keep that to yourself and see if you can just get him uh, when he gets let go or when there's a, you know, a mutual parting of the ways or whatever it is they decide to call it instead of having to, uh, to give up any capital. And, I mean, listen, if you're the Panthers, you don't have capital anyway you know if you're Washington you do if you're uh, Atlanta you do it's probably not going to be as good because they're still fighting it out for a for a playoff spot here and then there's like the good teams uh, like the Cowboys maybe who are if they've come up short could McCarthy be in trouble you know we heard some uh, talk about the Eagles maybe not being happy with Sirianni and some of the other ones and like the bad teams they'll have good draft picks and that would be uh, that would be a tough thing to give up if that's what they're even asking for if they're asking for like a fifth or a sixth round pick you know like what um what's his name in Tampa Bay went for um then that's not really that big a deal like yeah you can you can make that happen but I look at the you know Washington uh the Chargers I know the Raiders were a team that was mentioned too you're going to hear a lot of names get mentioned because number one Bill's people are going to want to create a market and Mm -hmm. these other teams are going to want to say hey you know we're not we're not necessarily interested we'd be we'd be uh you know we'd take a phone call but we're not going to overextend ourselves because they don't want to get played Yeah, I think uh, this is going to be one of those deals where it's going to take a while for it to develop unless it is just going to be like a straight firing or a straight we're going to let you go so that you can go do your thing and we can go do our thing, which I don't see. I don't see the crafts just sort of punting on whatever value there could be out there for Bill Belichick. But I also don't think they're really going to kind of get in the way and be like, we need two first-round picks, you know, something that would be, you know, even for Bill Belichick, completely ridiculous from the the craft end. But if it's going to go sideways and there's going to be a, Bill, we'd love you to take on a GM. No, Robert, whiz off. All right, well, then you're <laughs> fired, you know. Then, then that's going to happen pretty quick, and then you go from there. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm with you, Arcand. I think everybody has got to get rid of their coaches who haven't like the Raiders job is open and you know, but like Ron Rivera is still the head coach in Washington and we've got all these moves that are yet to be made. I think I didn't buy the Dallas one, but you brought it up and I got to say, I'm feeding into it more and more that if Dallas like loses in Uh the wild card round, how, how could they not quite honestly, like how could they not really consider it? And I do think Atlanta could end up being in play as well because, again, older owner. And I hate to make it sound that way because it's almost like you're predicting, oh, boy, someone doesn't have a lot of time left on earth. <laughs> but but that's how those rich people think. It's true. Yeah. So you, you end up playing into it for, uh, you know, for all intent and purposes. And you should in this instance if there is going to be a trade of bill but man i'm with you if we think we have heard some like crazy rumor mill stuff it's just getting started because i i think you're right like there will be more than one owner and and let's that and i think that's really what it comes down to 
it's the owner of the, oh, my God, I love this guy. I've got to go have him. And then if you're Jonathan Kraft, you're just sitting there rubbing your hands together saying, yes, thank you. Get as horny as you want for this guy. I want a second-round pick. Or how about a pick swap? Like for Washington, right? Say they got all those second-round picks and they don't want to straight up give them up. Right. So maybe for New England, Arkan, you take a third and move it up into a second, or you take a second and move it up into a high-level first-round pick. I don't rule out a pick swap because it might be the easiest way to not have Bill in that other owner's ear going, up. No, yeah, don't give up a two for me. Yeah, that would be much more agreeable, I think, for everybody. It would be more agreeable for uh, for Bill and his new team and uh, and for the Patriots and Kraft, too. Here's what I think, uh, Greg. This is my sort of theory on all this, is that if the Krafts really hold out for a high draft pick, like two firsts or something ridiculous like what you just said, and I do think that's ridiculous for a 72-year-old coach, uh, two first-round picks, if they really hold out like that, then they need to be prepared to go into another season to Belichick because if they hold out yes. like that and they wait for all these teams, you know, the playoff teams and everybody, uh, you know, if they're if they're waiting out the Cowboys or any team that makes the playoffs, they have to wait till after the Super Bowl then to really talk to them. So if that's what they're going to do, then they have to be prepared for those jobs to get filled, you know? Like, they have to be prepared for Harbaugh and uh, Frank Smith and Ben yeah. Johnson and all these other people to go out there and say, okay, we're not going to wait around for you, uh, Robert and Jonathan. And by the way, your roster sucks and we don't really feel like taking it on we're gonna go out and see what we can do what we can find out there while you and bill and whoever else uh figure out what you're doing and that's a big risk to take i mean that's really that's you know that's staring down the the train coming and i think that that's a I don't know. That's not what I would do. I mean, I think that that's uh, another another season of Bill where you are bringing him back because you couldn't swing the deal that you wanted, and so now he's a lame duck. Like that just seems like that seems like that would be the worst possible outcome, doesn't it? It uh, it's a will be interesting on what the price point will be in the eyes of the crafts uh, for Bill Belichick. Let's go to the Harbor One Hotline. He's normally in studio with us, but instead he uh, hopped on the back of the uh, sled. <laughs> and the dogs have gotten him all the way down to Gillette Stadium. It's our guy, Mike Cadlick from WEI.com. Uh, Cadlick, we have a lot to get to, including uh, photos of you online that I uh, must address to the public. However, let's start with what is kind of the buzz and the feel around Gillette Stadium right now? Well, good morning, fellas. Uh, I made it down here, like you said, safe and sound with the dogs. No wet socks this time either, Gresh. I went with nice. the boots today. Uh, there you go. So nothing good. good last time. So learning. Uh, we're learning here, learning here on the first season as uh, first season on the beat. But uh, the vibe. Um, look, I don't know about Belichick. Uh, I have my thoughts on him, and I'm sure we'll get to that. But the one thing I will say is that it is for sure Matthew Slater's final game with the Patriots. He is featured on. The Game Day magazine, uh, he was featured on Patriots social media, along with David Andrews, uh, in their final sort of uh, farewell Game Day uh, social media post. And players, personnel, coaches uh, are warming up in sweatshirts that say captain on the back with the number 18. So uh, whether he'll say it or not, uh, this feels like the, uh, the final doing for, for Matthew Slater's 16-year career with the Patriots. Well, if it's Matthew Slater's last game with the Patriots, I'll ask you, Mike, who do you think in your gut – uh, is also going to be playing their last game as a Patriot today. I know there's a lot of people that are pending free agents, a lot yeah. of players, and it's all sort of speculation. And it all depends on who the new GM is, I would guess. But uh, if you had to, if you had to like set odds, who do you think is uh, safe and who isn't? 
Uh, I would say that, you know, we, we look at the – and sorry if you guys can't hear me well. They're, they're doing all the work outside of the stadium here, uh, getting ready for, for this one. But uh, Cool. So uh, Kyle Duggar, uh, Josh Uche, and Mike Onwen, who are like the big three free agents uh, coming up this offseason. I would say – I think they'll – and again, it, like you said, Arkan, it's going to depend on uh, – who the GM is and who's running the, the football operations here. But I would say that on when it was a guy that they should resign. And I think they'll ultimately uh, end up making happen. He's expressed that he wants to come back to the team. So uh, that's when I think comes back. I think Kyle Duggar and Josh Uche both have said that they're going to at least explore their options. So uh, if they can get a bigger, you know, a bigger bag of cash elsewhere, then they might be uh, real candidates to play their final game as Patriots. I think Hunter Henry is already done, but um, he's another one that I'm kind of keeping my eye on this offseason. He is a captain, so uh, I wonder if they'll make something happen there, whether it's a franchise tag or whether they give him, uh, you know, the same the same contract he got. I mean, he was overpaid at the position, so that that's one to keep an eye on this offseason as well. But um, the one I'm thinking here who may be playing his final game with the Patriots, and uh, I don't know if it comes as a surprise, but more so like a realization that, oh, yeah, that, that probably could be the case, uh, is David Andrews. Uh, it wouldn't shock me at all if David Andrews hung it up after this season uh, and called it quits because, you know, he, he's been a Belichick guy through and through. He's been alongside Slater winning Super Bowls and what have you, and, you know, he's beat up. He's getting old, and he's, uh, he's played and started every single game this season. Uh, reading the tea leaves with what the Patriots may or may not know, he was also featured in the in the final yeah. social media post with Matthew Slater, so I'm keeping my eye on that. They they featured his jersey and everything as well, so we'll see what happens there. But it wouldn't shock me if David Andrews uh, retired after this one. Cadillac, what are you expecting in terms of any kinds of mentions in stadium of Bill Belichick, and uh, what are you expecting the fans to do relative to Bill? What's your best guess going in? Yeah. I I highly doubt that they do any sort of um, you know tribute remembrance what, what have you to, to Bill Belichick today. I I just don't see that in the cards. I don't think uh, I don't think Bill would want that, especially because they've sort of played up. Both him and the Crafts have played their their game here and said that they haven't met yet and they don't know what's really going to happen. And while the Crafts won't come out and say he is the head coach, I just don't think Belichick would want that. And so. I think he would get his wish if they ever asked him to come to that and, you know, show him for a 15, 20-second period on the Jumbotron. I, even that, I don't see it happening. Um, as far as the fans, if, if they do give a quick, a quick show to Bill, like they always do on the Jumbotron, you know, I'm sure the place will erupt in cheers. And I think that that's sort of what I'm expecting is that whenever you do get a glimpse of Bill, uh, the place goes nuts because, you know, we've sat here and I've called in every Sunday here and I've sat there, guys, with you guys uh, when you're not remote uh, and talked <laughs> about the, the season that Belichick has had. Uh, and it hasn't been great. But at the end of the day, he is the greatest to ever do it. And he does deserve his flowers when it's all said and done here in Foxborough. So I don't expect any booze. And I think who does come out to this game with the weather, uh, they're going to be they're going to be full force cheering for Belichick. If the Crafts give Bill an opening in this meeting on Monday, if there's an open, I know this is all speculation here. I'm sorry, it's the last game yeah. of the year. But uh, if they give him an opening, as if to I'm say, I'm happy to speculate. I'm not like our great. friend Tommy Carr, and I'm happy to speculate. <laughs> Good. So if they give Bill the opening, hey Bill, you know you can stay, but you're gonna have to do X. Does Bill play ball? Oh man, uh, it's still tough to say. But ultimately, I think no. I think he is too stubborn i think he wants to run football operations i don't think he likes you know to as as his um predecessor bill parcells famously said you know they gotta let me pick the groceries if they want me to cook the dinner and i find it hard to believe that here 
Belichick would say, okay, I'll relinquish it and I'll just coach the players given to me. Elsewhere, if he does move on to L.A., Washington, all these, you know, what feels like half the league has been thrown out as possibilities <laughs> at this point, I think he may relinquish, you know, some power if he goes elsewhere. But if he stays here, I don't think he's going to take a – if he would, you know, consider a, de- a demotion. So I do think he'll play hardball on that if, if the Crafts uh, do bring it up tomorrow. Uh, how do you, uh, do you expect this to be a long process, a short process? What's your gut after today kind of telling uh, you? Yeah. Um, I, this is all just from, again, you know, reading tea leaves and seeing what I've said. Like I, I don't, uh, have any hard reporting on it, but like you said, my gut, my gut tells me that they have to move pretty quickly. I mean, it, it, this, this franchise, the, the crafts, both John, Robert and Jonathan, like it is, supposed to be one of the premier franchises in football. And so they can't drag their feet when it comes to doing the best possible thing to try and win football games next season and beyond. And if you want to put your team in the best position to win, you can't sit on your hands and wait this thing out and let other coaches interview and just kind of wait out and try and make a slow decision on Bill. You have to move fast. So if we believe what Tom Curran said, which personally I do in that there was a decision made, um, after the indie game and granted they can change their mind as tom said and they could try and be swayed but at the end of the day if they if they know they need to go in a new direction and not kind of hold on and sit on their hands with a 71 year old coach with a top five pick i think it should be pretty swift you talk to him you say hey are you willing to relinquish xyz or are you willing to change and look if we take what was what was written in the herald this week from from andrew callahan and doug kide that mm. bill you know, they came to him and they wanted to make changes and he agreed to an extent with Bill O'Brien and then he just shot the rest down and he, he wanted Patricia to stay and he didn't allow Bill O'Brien to, you know, hire his own staff. So even if he does say yes in this meeting tomorrow or whenever it's supposed to happen with the crafts, how could he be trusted to, you know, <laughs> actually follow through with everything? So look, I just think it has to happen fast. I think they need to exhaust all options and open up a full, a full fledged coaching search for, for, who is going to take over the the franchise, you know, moving forward. Mike, just real quick on on the subject of that uh, of that Herald article. It's the second year where it's been a disappointing end of the season and players, coaches, staffers, whoever went running to Andrew Callahan to tell him everything that went wrong. Yeah. Uh you've been in the locker room, obviously you've been down there since then. Is it, it what's it like after something like that comes out? Is it is it awkward? Like what what happens? No, I haven't really noticed any more or less, you know, awkwardness. I think it's sort of been the same all season. You know, every time we talk to players, they say that um, it, they say the same thing about Belichick that, you know, he, he has us prepared every single week. And I, I always go back to it. I don't know if I mentioned on this show with you guys, but Jabril Peppers told us one day that, you know, Bill Belichick tells us exactly what's going to happen every single Sunday to a T in the game. And then it's up to us to execute it. And so, I still think they appreciate him and know that he is a, a good football coach, a good head football coach. You tell him the Cowboys um, are going to beat him 38 to three. Is that, you tell him that. In the well, meeting? <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's the thing too, is I go back to the quote from peppers, right? And he says that he puts us in the position to win and it's up to us to execute it. Well, right. that's on Belichick too. If you don't have the correct personnel to be on the field to execute it. So the, the whole thing is it's, it really is. It's going to be fascinating to, to watch this unfold this week. Um, but long story short, to go back to your to your question, I, I don't see any real – I haven't seen personally this week any real awkwardness in the locker room uh, post-expose by the Herald this week. Uh, all right. Uh, we are going to take a few minutes. And, uh, Arcan, yeah, I don't know if you – What do you got Yeah, Ar- yeah Arcan, I don't know if you saw the uh, photos over the holiday or anything <laughs> like that of Catholic getting engaged, okay? I sure did. All right, he so, was glowing. Well, number one, 
Okay, Catholic, that was an elaborate proposal setup ceremony. Oh, yeah. Were you coached on that? Was I coached? No, I'm just, I'm just a. a you a did that on your own. Fresh. I am just madly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. I. Uh, All right. I knew well, where where uh, my now fiance Kate wanted to be proposed to on her front porch at home, and so. So you were coached. Uh, I took it. Up, <laughs> so you I were. Took it <laughs> there you go. Just <laughs> say it. That's myself. fine. After that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was but, it was all my idea. Pictures, mm, pictures, balloons, all of that jazz, and I and I surprised her too. So it, it all worked out well, and uh, I am now a fiance. I, I uh, okay, so you were coached on that, and then you sort of took it to the next level in terms of sucking up. Number exactly. two, number two, uh, you are overachieving, so you were smart to sort of put her on scholarship. So that was smart by you. Number three. <laughs> Uh, your, uh, your dad looks like the kind of guy that I'd want to go drink whiskey with. Right. So Papa Cadlick, he, he looked off. Your mom looked real nice. Your brother though. Okay. First of all, looks so much like you. Is he, is he a, I mook? thought it was is, him. Is he a mook? Is he a street tough? Like what in the, he had the look of somebody that was going to like, uh, give you your parlay card out the back door of the bar. <laughs> No, my, uh, my, yeah, that is my brother. We do look alike. Uh, everyone does say that. I don't think we do. Uh, I really think it's uh, we're. I don't think <laughs> you, we look as much alike. That is brother, you, Brendan. you're he's two wrong. Years. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, well, he's two years younger than me. Uh, he does. He owns his. Uh, he owns his own business, actually. If you want to check out uh, Empire Building out of uh, East Boston, so him and him and his friend do that. So check it out. Uh, That's his loan shark fronting. There builders. you go. Yeah. There, oh, our kid. You <laughs> damn it! You, <laughs> got me. you beat me to a great line. That's exactly right. He's in construction. He may be able to get you a parlay card or two in there too. There you yeah. go. Oh man! All right. Well, congratulations, Cadlick. Have nice a nice job, uh, buddy. Have a hell of a fun time Thanks, down fella. there today. And our kid's right. Great job all year long with us on Football Sunday. Thank you, man. Appreciate you guys. Talk to you soon. All right. There we go. There goes uh, our guy, Mike Cadlick, down at uh, down at Gillette. Uh, the speed with which this is going to happen, I was interested that uh, Cadlick was in the, hey, this has got to happen fast. I think it's going to take a little bit to, uh, to develop. But, Arkan, there is one narrative out there that I just feel like is a non-starter because people aren't thinking it through with Bill Belichick. I want to run it by you next on WEEI Football Sunday. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, more of the guys. This is WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. It's Jets at 1 o'clock down at Gillette. Oh, the weather is frightful, even though Christmas is over with. Isn't it amazing, the build-up into Christmas, and then... 
you hit like December 30th and it's like, okay, we'll get drunk for New Year's Eve and then take all this down and we just like turn around and move on super quick. That's true, except I I requested to my wife, I don't make any rules in my house, but I requested, hey, since it's snowing this weekend, let's leave the Christmas stuff up through the weekend so we can say we had it up for one snowy day. And uh, for some reason, she allowed me to to do this, so we're gonna we're gonna take it down probably next week. I uh, I like that. No, it's uh, in the spirit, and you're right. It's been so long since we've had like real snow around here that I can understand the uh, romanticizing of Christmas, wanting to sort of leave it up. I I kind of admire that. Uh, is your old car giving you problems? Why not donate it? Call eight seven seven Cars for Kids today. Arcan, there is one sort of narrative out there that I'm surprised people are still pushing it because it just doesn't make any sense. And that would be the thought that, like, Bill Belichick would um, work with anyone kind of when it comes to personnel. Mm-hmm. Like, like the conversation of, well, Robert Kraft could uh, tell him that uh, he's got a general manager to answer to here. And it's like, okay, not only is Bill not going to co-sign on that, here, here's the real flaw in that. Could you imagine, Arkan, if Bill Belichick said yes to Robert Kraft empowering Elliot Wolf mm-hmm. to be the guy running the roster? You mean to tell me that Elliot Wolf is going to have the strength and the balls and the chutzpah to say to Bill, "No, you're wrong, and this is the way we're going to do things," or no. any or anywhere else for that matter? Like, imagine if. If L.A. had got rid of uh, Brandon Staley and kept Tom Telesco and then they put Bill Belichick in there and like Telesco was going to be the guy that was going to look at Bill and say, "Eh, Bill, you know, I know you've done this forever, but uh, yeah, I think you're wrong and I'm going to tell you you're wrong and then I'm going to go make this pick like to me that just doesn't correlate. I think when you have Bill Belichick. You've got to kind of let him do things his way because not only has he earned it, I don't know how many people you're going to find in the sport of football who would want to be in the position of telling Bill Belichick he's wrong. Yeah, you know, I agree. I agree very wholeheartedly with half of what you just said, Gretch. I think half of it wow. is absolutely right. Um, I think that if it's someone like, uh, you know, Wolf or Grow or one of these guys around here that Bill's got under his thumb already, then yep. you're basically just, you know, going to get more of the same because they're not going to say anything. Bill's still technically, he's gonna, they're still going to look at Bill like he's the boss, and that's just the way it's going to be. If he went out to San Diego, and I heard San Diego, LA, I guess, and Telesco's not even there anymore, so I guess it's a moot point, but like, mm-hmm. if he went out there, someplace like that with a team that's got a decent roster and who was drafted well over the last few years, which the Chargers have. I mean, they've had some very good drafts and have a good young core, even though they haven't quite put it together yet. Uh, I could see Telesco or somebody like that looking at Bill and saying, hey, listen, you know, the reason why you don't have my job, why they didn't give you my job is because you blew it at the last place. I'm drafting well. I'm signing guys like Khalil Matt. You know, like I'm doing the I'm doing the right things here. You play ball with me. I'm, I was here first, you know, like that sort of thing. I don't I don't think it would be a great situation. I think it would probably end right. up being kind of a powder keg. But I do think that that's at the very least something that someone like Telesco or one of these other uh, GMs could say if it's someone that is here already or who has been, you know, a Belichick. Check minion over the years, even someone like Casario, who I don't think he'd leave uh, Houston with what they're doing this year and all the young talent they have and that great win they had last night. But I think that, you know, in general, people like that. It, it's not, you're, you're not changing anything. It's not anything any different.
different. And the main uh, thing that proves it is that Bill did technically play ball when Kraft came in and said, hey, you got to hire a new offensive coordinator. And what did Bill do? He said, okay, bring in Bill O'Brien, who's already been here and has already been his boss before, and I'll tell him what to do, and he'll you know, have to answer to me and blah, 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 blah. It's that same kind of thing. He wasn't going to bring in somebody who had his own ideas about how to run the offense. He had to bring in a friend of Bill. Like that's That's been sort of the problem here for a couple of years. Well, and and yet a lot of us liked Bill O'Brien. I, I thought Bill O'Brien would come in and do a really good job and I thought be so too. good for Mac, and and instead it, it's kind of gone the other way. Uh, Tommy Kern has had a lot to say about Bill Belichick. He's covered him the whole time. There is a little bit of the career retrospective feeling going into today, not really truly knowing if this is Bill Belichick's last game in New England. But we got a lot to talk about with our friend Tom E. Curran next on WEEI Football Sunday. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.